Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. Over a million small businesses, small brands, micro and nano influencers who are just starting out that aren't able to make those connections and are spending so much time looking that there has to be something similar, you know, to what I'm trying to come up with. And so I searched and there was nothing. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Inspiration Rising. It is great to be with you. Hey, I know a lot of you may have a product that you have created or that you have a vision of creating. And have you ever thought about how to get that product into the hands of an influencer so that they could introduce it to the world? You know, somebody who's like fancy, right? I love using that word. Fancy on Instagram or Facebook, and they've got all these millions of followers, and you're like, man, if I could just get my product into their hands, they would fall in love with it, and they would introduce me to all these clients. Yes! The challenge is, unless you have thousands to spend, you probably won't ever connect with one of those big-time IG celebs. Yeah, they have agencies and stuff now. They're fancy. So what if you could actually reach out to micro-influencers, people that have maybe less than 10,000, less than 5,000, even less than 1,000 followers, but they have a very tight niche of the people that follow them and love what they have to say. What if you could get your product into their hands so that they could fall in love with it and then share it with their audience? The problem is, Like, where do you find those people? Where do you find those micro-influencers? And that's the exact issue that Inbul Claudio had when she started her candle company called Goldwick Candles. They have gold in the candles. It's shimmering. Once again, fancy. Inbul's a fancy woman. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. She started to think to herself, hmm, what if I created a networking platform where like-minded influencers, brands, and small businesses could actually connect. 
So in this episode, not only are you going to learn how she started her candle business, but how she's launching this new platform that can help you as a brand, as an influencer, or as a small business. It's called the Like-Minded Collective, and I can't wait for you to learn all about it. So let's jump into my conversation with Inbull Claudio. Inbull, thank you so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So you are an amazing entrepreneur. I love what you're doing. You've created one company and now you see the opportunity to help other people based on your own personal experience. So first of all, take us to your first business, which you still own and still operate. How did you get the idea for it? Um, It was right when my husband and I first started dating and we always kind of wanted extra income and just kind of a way to make it easier for us to travel and things like that. And so we wanted, we looked at different opportunities and we kind of came across candles, which is weird because none of us were really candle people. Like I maybe bought four or five candles in my life before. Um, but we started researching and we knew we wanted to do something non-toxic because we believe in a very clean lifestyle and, um, yeah, we, we did research and played around with some wax and looked at YouTube videos. And after six months, uh, launched Goldwick and it's definitely been a learning experience, but it's been super fun doing it with him and he's helped with markets and helped me with fragrances and things like that. So it's been fun. Amazing. And would you consider yourself a candle person now? Yeah, I probably have like four or five candles burning at all times. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it it really does create like memories for me. And um, just, it's always nice to walk in. It's funny because because I make all my candles in my house, my sense of smell for them because I'm always around them. I don't normally smell them as um, strongly as people other people do. Yeah. And I remember going to one of my girlfriend's houses um, over Christmas and I walked into her apartment after not being around candles for a couple of weeks. And it was like, she had my candle lit and I smelled it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the aroma, you know, that I miss. Like I really miss just smelling them. I smell them of course, but it's not that like vibrant as I did after I was not around them for a couple of weeks. And when you're burning four or five in your house at one time, are these, I assume, different uh, aromas? Like they're different smells. It's not the same smell, right? Yeah. So I have um, usually one, not not necessarily like all at once. I'll have one in my room. So upstairs in our bedroom. Um, and then I'll have like maybe two downstairs and then one in my daughter's room sometimes after she, you know, has a diaper change. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we always have some going and mixing fragrances is a lot of fun. Cause then you kind of have ideas for the future. Fragrance was the word I was missing in my vocabulary. I was like, <laughs> smell, scent, flavor. Yeah. Um, a lot. You can use whatever you word, word you want. A flavor. <laughs> uh, okay. So you first started out, it sounds like with markets, um, because that's an easy place to be able to take things and kind of show. Did you then soon launch a website? Did you get it in stores? Like take us through that journey a little bit. Yeah. So um, I, first and foremost, we came up with a name and because all my candles are infused with real gold, 
um, which makes the wax shimmer really beautifully when it melts. Um, we kind of started playing around with words and we came up with Goldwick and I was like, Oh my gosh, I love the name Goldwick. Um, so I trademarked the name and then kind of did the business aspect of it first created, we created a partnership, um, cause we weren't married at the time and created a website, did a trademark, like I said, and then I was lucky enough to be um, friends with a lot of people who own gyms and bars and things like that. And so I started to ask them if I could do pop-ups in their venues and they said, yes. Um, so I started to do little shows and I, um, did a farmer's market down at the Newport beach peninsula. And a lot of people came to see me there and are still customers to this day. Um, so yeah, I started off with shows and, um, markets and things like that. And then slowly, um, got into retailers, very small ones. Boutiques. Yeah. Really small boutiques, um, like a bar studio. There's a boutique right now actually on in Costa Mesa that carries mine called, um, Ivy and pine. A friend of mine runs that boutique. And so she has my candles. So yeah. Very fun. So as you were going about this, at some point you wanted to be able to present this product to some sort of influencer, I'm assuming. And what was that, what was that process like? Um, so basically we moved to North Carolina and I had to start all over again with making connections and building a business on the other side of the country. Um, so I did that. And then a year later I had my daughter and I couldn't do shows anymore. Um, I had to really rely on social media and, um, my website sales. And so I wanted to reach out to influencers to see, to get into the influencer marketing space, which I had no idea about. Um, so I was really kind of naive about the situation and I very quickly realized it was incredibly expensive to reach out to influencers that had lots of followers. And, um, so I looked at influencer marketing platforms and also very quickly realized that that was also expensive. They charge hundreds of dollars a month or they require you to spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on influencer marketing, which I just didn't have. Um, and as a brand to be on their platform, you had to be of a certain size. So like 20 employees, which I didn't have, it was just me. So yeah, I quickly realized that it was just not something that was conducive to my business. Um, so I just started trying to reach out to people on my own, just searching Instagram, which was very, very time consuming because the search function isn't, isn't that great right. um, for keywords. So yeah. So I never ended up doing um, any influencer marketing, but during COVID I did reach out to this influencer who was helping small businesses and she had about 2 million followers and she reached back out. She promoted my product for free and I got tons of interest in orders. And so um, it wasn't how I expected it to work out, but it did. And I mean, it just made me realize how it could work, you know? Mm. And so she was just out of goodwill looking to help small businesses as a influencer. Yeah. Yeah. She realized that a lot of small businesses were struggling. Um, it's just, I think in April, of 2020. So right as the pandemic started and, um, yeah, I reached out to her and kind of gave her a little bit of my story. And so she was like, yeah, I would love to try your candles. She talked about them and 
um, yeah, it was great. It was really great exposure. And then from that, did you gain other exposure, other PR from other people? Um, yeah, I did actually, um, this girl reached out to me. She, um, her and her friend have a military spouse podcast. She was like, I saw you on, we were what's Instagram. She was talking about being a military spouse. And so she reached out to me and I got to be on her podcast, which was my first one. So that was super. I listened to that. I listened to that episode. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really cool talking to them, um, about my experience and being a military spouse entrepreneur. So that was exciting. Yeah. There were all sorts of references to numbers and letters and deployments. And I was like, I do not understand what's going on here, but like, it sounds very meaningful. And I didn't even realize after I looked at that episode and I was looking at her website, I'm like, wow, you know, there are so many little niches of how to connect with people. I would have never thought about this niche. And obviously it's a very important niche. Um, So yeah, that was a super fun episode. Um, Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. I got a lot of messages from other military spouses who some of their husbands were deployed as well. Um, So it was, it was really special to connect with people because I'm, I was new to the military community. Um, and it was just nice to hear from other people from all across in similar situations, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. My um, grandfather uh, was in the Navy for 30 years and retired master chief. And so both of my grandparents who have since passed were very involved in an organization called the Fleet Reserve Association. And it was, um, you know, military spouses and connecting and um, it was all in person. And unfortunately, I think those types of organizations are oftentimes dying out now because it was an older generation. And now my guess is a lot of the connection is online, like you're talking about. So Yeah, it is. Um, I got really lucky because when we moved to North Carolina, my husband was starting um, a training program alongside a lot of other people at the same time. So they had um, kind of a program for all of us to meet at the same time. And so we have a really awesome group of girls that became friends, um, but that's not common from what I hear. Okay. That's awesome. yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Okay. So you had this experience trying to get connected to influencers. And at some point in time, then you had the idea of what if I could do something different? Like, what could I, what could I do to help in this situation? Help me through that thought process. So it was like four months after my daughter was born in November of 2019. And I was like, there has got to be something, you know, because there's so many like over a million small businesses, small brands, micro and nano influencers who are just starting out that aren't able to make those connections and are spending so much time looking that there has to be something similar, you know, to what I'm trying to come up with. And so I searched and there was nothing. There is absolutely everything for influencers. Influencers can join platforms for free, but nothing for the small businesses and the brands. And a lot of the brands don't want to work with influencers who have maybe like a hundred followers or 200 followers who are just starting out Mm -hmm. because they don't think that there's good enough reach. You know, they, their engagement isn't very high. And so 
yeah, I was kind of, I brought up the idea to my husband and my dad is a software engineer and I called him. I was like, Hey, I have this idea. And he doesn't know anything about influencer marketing. And he was like, wow, it's a really good idea. I'm like, well, if you think it's a good idea and you don't even know anything about influencer marketing, then I'm going to go with it. And yeah, just kind of started brainstorming. Um, kind of like my Goldwig candles thought of a name, thought of a website, and then kind of did the business aspect and then started building it out. Okay. So it's called like-minded collective, mm-hmm. um, LM, uh, dash collective, uh, com, LM dash collective.com. And of course, Goldwig dot Goldwig dash candles.com. We'll have all those links in the show notes, of course, with all the social media, but so like-minded collective, give us a, a, a picture of it because we're getting kind of the inside scoop before it even launches. What's it going to look like? How much is it going to cost? When does it launch? So, um, the launch date got pushed a few times, which I'm, I'm hearing is very common in the startup world, which I'm trying to be okay with. Um, so it's, as of now it's launching June, July and it is essentially a networking marketplace for influencers, brands, and small businesses to connect. So you can get on there to look for a collaboration um, with another business or an influencer. You can go on there to try to build your business. So if you're looking for a social media manager, a business coach, a photographer, a website builder, designer, um, so all those small businesses will be on there. And, um, we have a feeds page similar to like Facebook and Twitter where you can post what you're looking for. So as a candle company, let's say if I'm looking for a wine company to do a Valentine's day giveaway with, I can search either in the search function or if nothing comes up, I can post on the feeds page that maybe somebody who sees it knows somebody else who is a wine company, maybe not on the platform and they can kind of set me up. So it really is just a networking marketplace for everyone to help build their business. Mm. Um, and we're going to have two different payments, payment structures. One is like a standard um, subscription and then one is sponsored. So standard is just $25 a month or $150 a year. And then sponsored, once we get that going, we're going to put um, like they'll show up first in search results. And then on the feed page, we're going to start featuring people throughout the feeds page. Mm-hmm. So just more exposure. Um, still kind of trying to figure that out, but I think that's going to be 150 a month or 999 a year. Okay. And I have heard that you've kind of, you know, you've had some challenges along the way, as many of us do when we're creating technology resources. How did you go about funding and finding developers to, in order to make this for you? Yeah, the developer issues have been my biggest struggle. (laughs) Um, So as far as funding goes, um, my husband and I have um, funded most of it. Um, I got, my grandma is an investor. (laughs) Um, And my dad helped me with the first developer that we found. Um, Well, I should say my mom and my dad. But, um, so like I mentioned, he is a software engineer. And so, um, I knew of this company that had helped me build out one of the websites for a bar that I worked at years ago. And so I called him up and he set me up with the owner of the company, which I think is new. Um, he's a newish owner and it just, 
didn't go how I had hoped at all. They ended up outsourcing the project overseas. And that just caused a lot of problems as far as timing goes. Cause if there's an issue, I have to talk to the company, then they message overseas and then they message back. And it's like three days after that. So, um, the communication wasn't there. They weren't reviewing the project as it was being done. So I had to review everything, which was also very time consuming and frustrating because there were grammatical errors, spelling errors, um, revisions that I was giving were not getting done. Like I had hoped. So I ended up parting ways with them without them finishing. Um, and having to find new developers, (laughs) learning from the mistakes that I had made in the past. Um, so yeah, we hired somebody else. It took about three months, um, which is just frustrating in and of itself because you're trying to launch and now you're at a standstill. Um, so we hired a, um, an awesome guy who didn't have the knowledge to develop it, but he had a company and he was willing to be the project manager for. So um, he hired a developer who, without him knowing, outsourced the project as well. So it was like deja vu. I was going through the same thing over again. And um, he, we eventually fired that developer and now we have two developers working on it. So hence the delays, but, um, you know, it's just, everything is a learning process and you get what you pay for type of situation. And unfortunately we're bootstrapping this and I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to build it out. Like it maybe should have been built out in the beginning, Mm, Yeah, but that's okay. You know, it's taking a little bit longer, but I hired an amazing PR company and a social media management company, and they're just, they're killing it and building up the hype for when it actually does launch. So just trying to stay positive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that journey because that's one that I'm sure a lot of people can, um, you know, resonate with. What would you say if you had it to go back and do over again? you know, that first company that you hired, what are the questions that you wish you would have asked or the things that you wish you would have had in place? I definitely would have asked if they outsource, um, because I wouldn't mind if they were honest with me up front and if they did some of the due diligence, um, that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would have asked if they were outsourcing, I would have asked for weekly updates to see that everything was on track. Um, and I would definitely ask to get the contact information of the developer. So I wouldn't have to go through them. Um, because even after we had parted ways, there were still issues. And so we had to, again, deal with, this company who then had to talk to their developer. Mm -hmm. So it just, everything just took so much longer. So if I had a direct contact and my dad was helping me through this whole process. So if my dad had a direct contact where he could just talk to somebody instead of explaining somebody who didn't know what he was talking about, it would have just cut down a lot of time. So I think just making sure that the communication aspect of it was really honed in on, um, would have been a lot more helpful. Mm-hmm. 
So I have worked with a number of, you know, entities overseas. And I, when I was starting this um, new project that I've just recently launched, I needed a developer. And so I, I went on Upwork and I, you know, uh, invited a bunch of people, had somebody sign up, and then I um, interviewed several of them. And so for me, I wanted a lot of these companies overseas and I went directly, right? I didn't go through the kind of a middle person. Um, I want to know that I can speak to that person voice to voice because for me, that that gives me a sense of comfort rather than just email or just a messenger through Upwork. So I got the head guy on the phone, was able to talk to him voice to voice. Okay, can I understand his English? You know, are we okay? And then explained the entire project to make sure that like he got it and was, you know, and that's, it takes time. It's, um, and, and once again, I was bootstrapping it as well, right? I was going, cause I had gotten a quote from somebody else. It was like way more money. And, um, but for me to be able to talk to somebody voice to voice, if I need to, and that I know when the milestones, like what are like, how often are we going to get an update? Is it once a week? Is it once a day? You know, and I set that agenda, um, those are all things that are key. It is so, I hear so many people that do go through companies and, you know, and don't know that it's going to be outsourced. Outsourcing is, is, is a good thing. It can totally save you money, mm-hmm. but you, but like you're saying, you do need to have the structure in place to go. Who is it? Can I speak to them? How do I update it? How often do, you know, all those things. Super yeah, important. We, we went through Fiverr. Um, in the beginning, my dad and I had conversations with people overseas and it was something that we could have done by ourselves, but I thought that if I had a company, they were going to go through and check everything before it came to me. And so I was like, okay, that's something that I'm willing to pay a little bit extra for to have a business do that because I have a six month old at the time. My husband was deployed at the time. And I was like, I need all the help I can get. And it just worked out to where that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I could have done this myself. You know, I'm doing exactly what I could have done, but paying more. And I think that's where the frustrating part was. Um, But yeah, looking back, maybe I should have just (laughs) done that, gone gone with Upwork or Fiverr and just really gone through it because I went through everything that, um, I would have gone through on top of being frustrated at a company that I was paying money for. So that frustration is a lot of fun. So much fun. <laughs> oh man, it is hard. But I will say that if you're not familiar with technology or even the thought process about how websites work, you don't necessarily have to know about coding, but you've got to understand at least something in terms of the flow of, you know, uh, the customer and how their customer experience is going to work. You know, if you do know that you can speak to a developer and have them help you. But if you do, if you need someone to consult you on the customer flow, then you can't work with a developer directly. You've got to have that put in place by somebody else beforehand. And it's kind of like what you were saying when you were listening to the podcast, like all these acronyms in the military and all these numbers and, you know, things like that, where in the beginning, I didn't know what I was talking about. And my dad was, has been retired. And so he was out of the game for a while. And so things are constantly evolving in the tech world and developer world to where, um, now 
I can definitely talk to somebody about exactly what I want. Whereas before I was like, UX, UI, like, I don't even know. What is that? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely experience, but um, I'm really lucky that it didn't cost me fifty, sixty thousand dollars to learn a lesson. It was a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is a learning experience and just being able to handle the situations and move on and um have the support that I do from my husband and like I said, the PR company and the girls that are helping me with my Instagram, like all of them just supporting the fact that they understand how frustrating it is 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 yeah. really helpful. So yeah. One of the things that I would say to listeners is that um, it is going to take a lot longer than you imagine. So that's just the case. If you're going to be developing some sort of um, even just a basic website, it's probably going to take longer than you imagine, but especially if it gets developers involved and there's coding. And then the other is it's going to take quite a bit more money than you imagine because you are going to discover things that you want that you would have never even known that you wanted until you got into the process. So like this, with this latest project I had, you know, I ended up wanting to add this whole affiliate program, the brand ambassador program. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that before I got into this. Well, that takes time. That takes money. And so it's going to cost you more, even if it's not the developer's fault, it's basically because of your own ignorance, your own, my own ignorance of not knowing that I was going to want something until you get into it, you know, and then you go, yeah, yeah. okay, we need that. We need that. We got to have that. <laughs> no. And, and 100%, that's exactly what happened to me as well. There was also one more lesson that your listeners can learn from. Um, so I hired this new project manager slash developer, and um, we were going through the different contracts and back and forth and editing and somehow a big part of the project got taken out of the contract. Um, It wasn't on the developers end. It was my dad and I were reviewing it and one of the edits came out and we, we went through like 10 revisions of this project. And when it came time to develop and we were talking about things and I went back to the contract, I was like, Oh my gosh, this isn't even in the contract now. And it was one of those like, why, like, why is this happening type of moment, but reviewing the contract a million times and making sure that everything is in there is crucial because, you know, it's like, like you said, it's an added fee. It's more time because right now the estimate that I got doesn't include that. So it's like, okay, we're going to launch. And then this is going to be an addition. So we'll launch it like a month later or something. Um, so yeah, more money, more time. Um, but just making sure to review everything and double check and triple check and have different drafts because like I said, it was on the original draft, but it somehow got deleted from the second draft. So, um, yeah, another useful. I I admire you so much. Um, one, you have a 20 month old Two, you have an eight month old in your womb. (laughs) So I guess that's negative, negative one month old. That's a negative one month old. We hope it's a negative one month old. Um, You are owning and making your own candles for Goldwick. I mean, like you, your hands on and your husband is in the military and 
you are launching a new tech company, you're out of control. You are literally <laughs> out of control with all of these like things. Don't like being bored. <laughs> yeah. You're not only sustaining life with your you know, daughter, you're making life and you're making a business. You're sustaining two lives. You're sustaining Goldwick Candles and your daughter and you're making two lives. You're making a baby and you're making a new company. It is a little crazy. I will say we do have a nanny that comes for three hours a day. So that definitely, <laughs> that definitely That's gives not enough computer time. I know. I'm telling your husband, it's got to be eight, <laughs> at least well, like. That's why he's getting out. So he's getting out and we're moving back to California, hopefully, because, you know, he, like I said, he's super supportive and it's kind of, he's excited for me to run with this business. And he knows that being in California with my parents help and, um, his job opportunities out here will definitely, um, give me a little bit of a break. <laughs> okay. One last question before we leave, um, Inbol Claudio, whoa, that is the coolest name ever. I've never <laughs> even heard of that. Tell me more. So I was born in Israel. Um, Inbal is a very common name in Israel, in Hebrew. And so my name was Inbal Gavili. And then I got married. My husband's um, half Italian, his dad's side. So the Claudio. Inbal Claudio. And Inbal (laughs) means, what does Inbal mean? So in Hebrew, it means that little clapper inside of the bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're just like a natural born bell ringer. You're yeah. just making noise wherever you go. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's me. And then my daughter's name is Sivan. We had a name or something Hebrew. Cause I couldn't be the only one with a different name. So she's along for the ride too. People are like, huh? How do you spell that? But she, I love it. So. That's great. All right. Goldwick-candles.com and lm-collective.com. We'll put all the links in the show notes and uh, the social media links as well. So Inbal, thank you so much for thank sharing you your story. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949 949- 401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm-hmm.